0: Welcome back, to everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits here Friday, July 24th edition. Got an 11-game banger on tap for you tonight. After a nice two-game taster last night, but it was so 2020, wasn't it? We have a, a monsoon in Washington to shorten that game between two aces we wanted to see deal. Cole got it done. Scherzer struck out the world, gave up some long balls. Goes to show you that in this game of DFS, we'll talk about it from time to time, that some pitchers, we know can get in trouble, but those strikeout abilities are tremendous because they basically scored the same amount of points, and they were a few thousand dollars apart when it came to draft kings. So that was very interesting there, and the Dodgers did what the Dodgers are going to do to the Giants. More often than not, wear them down, knock them out, and go from there. Eventually, we got an 11-game slate on tap tonight. Let's go over the totals on this slate again. Quick hits. We go through this, game, this slate real quick to give you a first look at tonight's action. Marlins at Phillies, eight and a half. Royals at Indians, eight and a half. Brewers at Cubs, eight and a half. Orioles, Red Sox, 10. Rockies, Rangers, nine and a half. Twins, White Sox, eight and a half. Pirates, Cardinals, eight. Mariners, Astros, eight and a half. D-backs, Padres, eight. Giants, Dodgers, nine. Angels, A's, eight and a half. A lot of eights and eights and a halves out there. Uh, Pretty good pitching matchups overall as we're going to go through The uh, the pitchers here in a second. The big favorites: the Indians are about minus two hundred and fifteen favorites at home against the Royals. Uh, The Red Sox minus two twenty at home against the Orioles. That's going to be a popular game to attack on many reasons on that uh, matchup there. Cardinals almost minus two hundred against the Pirates, and then um, that's about everything else is pretty close. A's minus one fifty against the Angels. All right, when we look at the weather. Uh, the only ma- little concern we have is Miami at Philadelphia. And Philadelphia raining throughout the day, kind of scattered at night. On paper, should be fine. It looks like, so I wouldn't get too crazy about that. When everything else is fine, light winds blowing in and out, nothing too much there. Temperatures not too bad. Good thing is they got that dome in uh, Arlington now. It's to be like 102 there. That would be just a beautiful way to start the season in Texas. But now they got that nice air conditioned building that looks like a um, cattle yard when we go look at that one. All right, you're pitching on this slate. We're not going to go over every guy. We're going to go over the guys I'm targeting. I have two, four, eight guys to look at out of the 22 uh, above 10K. You got Justin Verlander and Shane Bieber, two elite pitchers and two great matchups. You got Verlander at 11-4 at home against the Seattle Mariners. You know some people are thinking, "Oh, Verlander coming off the hip injury, new windup, all this stuff." Well, he pitched great in those ramp up times. He stretched out. The strikeouts are there. We know that for a fact. Last year, the, Mar- the Mariners struck out 26.2% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Verlander was just filthy last season. I have no problem going to a guy like Justin Verlander, but it's really hard to go to Verlander when you can get Shane Bieber at 10-3, $1,100 cheaper in a great match against Kansas City. Kansas City didn't strike out as much last year, around 23% versus righties, but you got Bieber at home, massive home favorite, and you got a Royals team that's going to be absolutely depleted. You know, Dozier is not going to be there now. It's really, really bad. Salvi will be back. That's fine and dandy. But you yeah, have McBroom at first base. Yeah, Merrifield, Mondesi around. We got uh, Mikel Franco at third. Uh, Franchi Cordero, as much as we love him, he's a lot of swing and miss in that uh, swing. He could run into one, could strike out a ton. Uh, Beaver at 10-3 is the way to go for me if you're going over 10K tonight. Uh, you don't always have to pay up for pitching. In cash, though, I think Beaver is a very, very solid play. I think that's Captain Obvious type stuff there for you. But uh, in GPPs, you don't need to go Bieber. There's other guys below here that have similar upside. But when it comes to uh, cash games, very, very good spot on that one. And Barry, a Franchi Cordero homer would make me happier than anybody in the world because most people know, not the biggest Shane Bieber fan, but I do respect the talents there. I just think he gets way too much of the plate way too often. And there are going to be guys like Franchi Cordero that take him to Ding Dong City. That's just the facts of life. When we drop below 10K, I kind of grouped the 8K and 9K range together. You got like Burrios, Gelito, Nola, Flaherty, Lynn, Montas, Marquez, Paddock, Bumgarner, Heaney in that range. There are four guys here that I think you can build around. If you don't want to pay above 10000 these are some targets you can definitely look at. And the guys I have circled, Aaron Nola at home against the Miami Marlins. Nola's very up and down in recent years. But one thing he does, if you really look at the back of the baseball card, when all things are said and done, and I, I quoted this on my recent Bubba and the Bath with like Toby, I believe it was that show, is Nola is like a uh, a poor man's Zach Cranky or a young man's Zach Granky, where it's not flashy, but in the end he gets it done. He strikes out uh, almost uh, 27% of the guys last year, so that's much better than Granky. But it's not like flashy. I mean, in the end, he's going to get you a quality start more often than not. He's going to eat up innings for you. Every now and then he's going to throw a gym. Every once in a while, it's like six in- innings of four runs. It's, it's just one of those deals that gets and takes, but when you're facing a Marlins team, that strikes out 24 and a half percent of the timers' righties last season. That's tremendous. It's a younger Marlins team. They got some more interesting pieces, but they also added like a Jesus Aguilar, a lot of swing and miss right there. Uh, things along those routes. So a guy like Aaron Nola at home, heavy favorite is a hitter's ballpark. No doubt about it, but uh, big strikeout upside near 50% ground ball rate last year. So that helps them keep the ball in the ballpark, which is definitely one thing you want to do in citizens bank ballpark. So, Nolan at 91, I think, is a really good option. Um, I expect him to be a little lower owned in this range because the man that I think is a phenomenal option is $100 cheaper than him, and that's Jack Flaherty at home against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That is just $9,000. He has, I think, for me, a better matchup than Shane Bieber, and he's $1,300 cheaper. I think Jack Flaherty is a phenomenal play tonight. Pittsburgh does not strike out a lot against uh, the righties last year, 18.5% of the time. Flaherty's not your average righty. He had a near 30% strikeout rate last year. So even if you kind of take a little bit off of his K rate and raise the the uh, Cardinals or the Pirates a little bit, you know, give and take, we're talking 24%, 25% strikeout rate coming into this one for Pirates. I, I like the upside in this one quite a bit. 40% ground ball rate. Flaherty is a beast. We know that. We saw the the movement on his pitches, the the, the changes he made in the second half last year. Great matchup against Pittsburgh. Flaherty at 9,000. If, if you want to start cash and you want to pay up for two pitchers, a Bieber-Flaherty combo is a phenomenal cash starting point. Uh, it's going to make you have to get real creative with bats, and we can do that. 11-game slate, lots of creativity can take place when you're looking at the bats, but a Bieber-Flaherty combo package is phenomenal in cash. If you want to start a GPP without paying for Bieber, I think Flaherty is a phenomenal spot to start with as well. Nola is a good pivot off of Flaherty. $100 more will be lower-owned, likely because of the Flaherty ownership, but options there as well. The other guy I like in this range... Right below Flair is, is Lance Lynn at eighty nine hundred dollars, a guy that had a phenomenal season in his first year in Texas. Can't hide that one bit. Twenty eight percent K rate, over forty percent ground ball rate. He walks a, a, a lot of guys. That's kind of a bugaboo for him, but he does a great job of, of getting the strikeouts, limiting the damage, and eating innings. And he's already ready to go six, seven innings right now. He's going to be at home in their new ballpark. It's going to be a, a very much more, much more pitcher friendly than we're used to in Arlington, which is great. You have a Colorado team coming into town that um, they've been there for a little while. They got to uh, play there already in some exhibition games. We know Colorado on the road is a team we like to attack. Colorado at home, obviously, duh, Coors Field. We don't want to attack. So I think a guy like Lance Lynn at 8900 bucks, kind of getting overlooked again that Flaherty range, like Nolan and Lynn are going to have much lower ownership than a guy like Jack Flaherty in really good matchups for GPPs. So don't sleep on Lance Lynn. The last guy, I actually put a $7,900 guy in this range to kind of make it uh, all one little clump here. And that's Ross Stripling at $7,900 at home against the Giants. Not a lot of analysis needs to be made here. It's a Giants team we know that you can get a lot of swing and miss from. We saw what Dustin May did last night. Filthy, filthy stuff. Uh, Consistency was not always there, but when he was throwing it, it, the two-seam movement was dirty. And these these touching 99-100 with the four-seamer. The guy was filthy, almost made it five innings. I think he could have made it a little longer, but Dave Roberts is playing. Dave Roberts sings. That's what he's going to do. That's the only concern with Stripling at 79. He's already been stretched out for five or six in summer camp. Like He's ready to go. That is not the issue. And May was stretched out too. He, I think he got to maybe 75 pitches, 80. Like He could have easily kept going, but they're taking it easy early on. It's a concern we're going to have. But uh, Stripling's facing the Giants team with a lot of swing and miss. He struck out 25% with a 50% ground ball rate last year. So at $7,900, very, very strong play. If you're willing to take the risk, he doesn't make it five because Dave Roberts does Dave Roberts things. That's the concern because you're going to see a very similar lineup to what you saw last night against May. You'll have um, Yaz at the top. You'll have guys like Dickerson in the middle, and then Pablo and Sprinkle and the other guys here and there. Obviously not murderer's row. So uh, Stripling, very solid play at $7,900 if you could take that all with a grain of salt. So, like up top, I had Bieber and, and JV one and two in this middle range. I have it Flaherty, uh, stripling, Nola, and Lynn, but stripling with the caveat be careful with the innings. Now, when you look at the the value pictures on the slate, Nate Eovaldi, $7,100 bucks at home against the Baltimore Orioles. I love Eovaldi. Anybody that's listened to my season long show or followed me, uh, wax poetically on Twitter about it, Eovaldi's... um, He's made for seasons like this where you can just gas it up for twelve starts, and he loves to just reach back and go. We've seen it time and time again. You know, he gets injured, but before that was money, and we've seen it in spring training and then in summer camp. The velocity is back, the movements back. He's striking out a ton of guys, and oh, he gets to face the Baltimore Orioles, a team that strikes out about twenty three percent of the time versus righties. Uh, they're even younger this year, so even more swing and miss out there. Uh, Evaldi had twenty three percent K rate, forty five percent ground ball rate last year. Just keep the ball in the ballpark. Don't walk too many guys. That's going to be the big uh, big one on that. But still, you know, swinging strike rate of uh, almost 11% last year versus right-handed pitching. A lot to like with Eovaldi at $7,100 in a just primo matchup against the Baltimore Orioles. And then last but not least, if you want to do a pivot off Eovaldi, Eovaldi should be super popular tonight, very popular. You should see him getting matched up with the Flaherties and the Biebers of the world if you want to be different. And it's going to be tough if you're using Flaherty. But Joe Musgrove. At $6,900 is a very strong play. Uh, we saw Musgrove with the pitch mix change a little bit towards the end of last year, kind of reverting back to the Musgrove we liked. And we saw the, the, the most important thing. We saw all of a sudden his fastball velo went up, which makes that slider even more impressive. And then we saw it again in spring training. And then we saw it again in summer camp where he looks really, really good. That last exhibition ramp up looked phenomenal. I think he struck out uh, five over two innings or something. But the velo was there, like popping the glove with the fastball. Slider movement was outstanding. That's something you can definitely utilize against Cardinals team. has struck out over 23% of the time last year, first right-handed pitching. Uh, so Musgrove at 69, I think is a very nice value, a very nice kind of pivot off of Nate Iavaldi, as Iavaldi should be very, very popular. So I think that is, uh, is something to, to keep in mind. So I still have an Iavaldi one and, and uh, Musgrove two. If you're looking at values, that's where I go in those two directions. But I think uh, the pivot play is Musgrove off Iavaldi. All right. Um, you want Montas or Giolito in a GPP 704 capper. I would go Montas against the uh, Los Angeles Angels and Anaheim. Angels don't strike out a ton. I'll give them that. But the matchup is much more primo for Montas versus the Angels than Giolito versus the Twins. Giolito going to have next to no ownership. So for if you're doing like a a major field, like a 20 max or higher GPP, Giolito is outstanding for you. I don't hate that at all. So, um, But just be aware, Twins are Twins. And they have so much stuff in that lineup, it's going to be tough to navigate that. Multiple times through, so I, I'd rather take my chance with Montas. But uh, both both good GPP plays give me Montas. And for those listening and not watching the stream or the YouTube video, there's a chat room, so people jump in and ask questions. I will answer them throughout the show when I see them, and it fits in in the program. All right, let's check out the bats on this 11 game slate. Catcher's position, uh, I'm not paying $5,200 for Garver versus Giolito. I love Garver this year. I took him in to a lot of fantasy leagues not paying the price, just not doing it. On a slate like this, it's going to be tough to really pay up a ton. Like Christian Vasquez at 47, that's a really strong play against Malone. The Red Sox are going to be so uber popular. They have a team total of almost six tonight against Tommy Malone. Um, Last year, lefties hit 339, my righties hit 309 off Malone. But in the grand scheme of things, everyone spanks Malone. That's just one of those things. I just don't feel like paying 47 for Vasquez against Malone. If you want to do it, knock yourself out. I'll pivot elsewhere. I'd rather gamble on a guy like Wilson Contreras at 43 versus Woodruff. I love Woodruff. I think he's a phenomenal pitcher. But you'd agree one of those fastballs to Wilson Contreras with how locked in he is right now. He could take that to, to the bleachers real quick in Wrigley. So in a GPP, Contreras at 43 has some appeal to me. Uh, Pedro Severino versus Eovaldi at 41 is interesting as well if you're not going the Eovaldi route. If you drop below 4K, though, um, Heineman of the Giants got a couple knocks last night. He's 35 or stripling. I don't hate that. Um, Sean Murphy at 35 versus Heaney. That's got some good upside there. Uh, Heaney's very, very hit and miss. We know this. We've seen this for, for year after year. He looks like an ace at times and looks really rough at times. So that's Sean Murphy and his pop at 35. Definite uh, upside in that matchup. Farther down, you want to go on this one. If Martin Maldonado gets to start for Houston, 3300 bucks versus Marco Gonzalez, not a horrible uh, punt play for you there. If Victor Caratini cracks the Cubs lineup at 32, nice punt as well against Woodruff. Other than that, it's um, catcher's position is one i love to to see. Give me the lineups. Let me see where I can find my punts at because right now there's not a ton that stands out without seeing lineups. We haven't seen most of these teams play. The only teams we've seen play are Giants and Dodgers, and we know the Dodgers said Austin Barnes is going to basically split 50-50 with Will Smith, so you'd expect Will Smith to play tonight. He's super expensive. Don't really feel like going there, so stuff along those lines. First base, you got uh, some good matchups here. Uh, Anthony Rizzo at 48. I'm not lo- loving to target the Cubs versus Woodruff, but I could see the GPP appeal because there's going to be some other very popular matchups like Carlos Santana switch hitting versus Danny Duffy at 46 is great. We know Santana can smoke it from both sides of the plate very, very well. Cleveland's got the second highest team total projected on the slate about a little over 5.1. Lefties 333, righties 343 off Danny Duffy last year. So a guy like Carlos Santana at uh, $4,600. Nice little value in that scenario. Max Muncy, first base, second base eligible on DK's 4,500. Uh, Dave Roberts said it's basically be Muncy leading off with Betts batting second all year. I don't mind that. I think there's definitely something in there. Um, Muncy had a double and a, and a run scored, a little more action last night. So put up a decent game for you, 4,500 bucks. You could definitely look at him in that matchup. then other than that, like Reese Hoskins at 43 and a GPP. Uh, Alcantara I do like as a pitcher. I think he's very, very good. But that Phillies offense is loaded. Fourth highest team total, a team total around five. Lefties, 340s. Righties, 295 off Alcantara last year. He made some nice changes in the second half with his pitch mix and became much, much more effective. Used to barely strike anybody out. Strikeout rate rose up in September. But uh, let's see some more of that. Alcantara is very good. But you get this Phillies team rocking and rolling. Uh, Hoskins at 43 and a GPP. Could be sneaky, sneaky nice. Uh, if you drop down more, like Renato Nunez at 4K versus Ivaldi, I like Ivaldi. Like I said, I'm using him in season long everywhere. I think he's a very good uh, punt type play. But one thing we talked about a lot last year, and you're going to see even this year, the the Orioles, as bad as a baseball team as they are, they have some serious fantasy relevant when it comes to DFS, especially. They're usually values. So, a guy like Ronaldo Nunez, who we know hits lefties really, really well, can hit righties okay, has a lot of pop in that bat. The, um, you got the Green Monster there. That's a little short porch. We got to elevate that boy. That's something to take a look at. Uh, they have a team total of 4.1. Evaldi does give up some large contact, and their bullpen in Boston's not great. So a guy like Bernardo Nunez at 4K could be a cheaper look for you if you want to be different in that matchup. Other than that, we look down at first base, um, I really, really wish Edwin Rios would play tonight. If he does it, 3500 bucks for Samarja. I think that is very, very nice value in that matchup. And then... um, The other one that I saw last night, like Matt Beattie at 33, if he gets the nod for the Dodgers, he's another cheap one that uh, has some upside for you as well. Mentioned Victor Caratini at 32. He could be a cheapie. And then the one I really, really like, if he he should be. He's supposed to be platooning at first base for the Red Sox with a lefty on the mound. Michael Chavis should be getting the start. I think Michael Chavis at 3K at um, home against Tommy Malone. Should be popular and for good reasons. He's got so much thump in that bat, mashes left-handed pitching. So I think Michael Chavis at uh, 3K, very, very strong value play in that regard. Heading over to second base now, you got guys like Jose Altuve against Marco Gonzalez at 5K, very good look for you there in that matchup. Uh, it's pricey, but uh, something not too shabby. I think Cattell Marte at 4,900 bucks. We saw the power with Marte uh, in, in the summer camp. We know it's there from last year. Paddock's a phenomenal pitcher. You're going to get a guy like Marte with no ownership in a GPP. Nice pivot in that one. If, if you go on down farther, mention mentioned Muncie at 45. Definite upside there. If you don't like Lance Lynn or Ryan McMahon at 43 is okay, but I'd rather go Lynn. I think Odor at 41, the GPP is good. Herman Marquez outside of Coors, yes, everyone loves that. I still kind of want to target Texas. And right now, if you believe the people in that big desert city that makes these lines, Texas has the third-highest uh, team totals, right next to, to Philly's very, very close up there. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, lefty's 360, righty's 288 off Marquez last year. And that's a big, big gap. And a guy like Odor, who we know could go one for four or three Ks, but then a homer for 14 points, or maybe guys are on base. It's more than 14. Odor at 41, definite upside in that matchup, but at a, a decent price point in that one. Uh, Cesar Hernandez versus Duffy at 38. If you're stacking Cleveland, Duffy could be in play for you. It depends. If you're looking at cash, is not bad. But if you're looking at GPP, does he really have the big thump you're looking for? Probably not. Uh, if Garrett Hampson cracks the lineup at 37, he's got that power-speed combo. He, he gives you some, some appeal in that matchup. Um, other than that, when you look down here, you really need to see some lineups come out to see the value. Like Adam Frazier at 34, maybe. Uh, Mauricio Dubon at 32, I could see her stripling. If Jason Kipnis is cracking the Cubs lineup at 32, maybe. Uh, not in love with that, though. But the uh, other one that stood out to me uh, last night, if Franklin Bredo cracks the A's lineup at 2900 bucks for Heaney, that has some uh, definite appeal to me in that one. And then Jose Peraza at 28. He's projected at ninth for the Red Sox. Second base shortstop eligible against Tommy Malone. 2800 bucks is super nice. You can do the wraparound stack with that. That's a tough one to pass up there with Peraza at twenty eight hundred dollars. Third base position, you got Devers versus Malone at fifty four, not bad. Bregman at fifty three, Jose Ramirez at fifty two. I like over those other two. I'll take Ramirez versus Duffy over Bregman and Devers, especially save a couple hundred bucks. And I like that matchup just as much, if not better. So I could go that route for sure. Um, going on down farther, a guy like Justin Turner at forty six, had a couple knocks last night. He's in play. Juan Moncada at forty five versus Barrios. I can definitely get aboard with that one. We know Barrios can be good, but he's also very, very hittable at times. Uh, lefty's 303, righty 303 last year versus Barrios. But uh, Yohan Mankata, not Travis guy. This White Sox offense is going to be a pester for teams all season long. Uh, Matt Chapman at 41 hits the stunt out of the baseball facing the lefty Heaney. That's not bad. Manny Machado at 4K versus Bumgarner. Uh, there's a lot of mixed opinions on Bumgarner this year. Some right, some not so right. But one thing that was right, lefty's 264. Righties, 334, off Mad Bum last year. So a guy like Machado at home at 4K. I wish it was in Arizona. That'd be a little better. But uh, in San Diego at 4K, I can see the upside there. Scott Kingery at 4K. I'd probably rather gamble on Machado, but uh, Kingery's not horrible in that matchup. Ian Happ at 39 is an interesting GPP play based on where he's at in the lineup with the Cubs versus Woodruff. Uh, Chris Taylor, if he gets to start for the Dodgers at 36, I think it's a very nice value versus Marja. Just got to see if in the lineup. There's going to be so many goofy Dodgers lines. There's a lot of qualified players to make appearances there. It just depends on what uh, Mr. Roberts wants to do in those scenarios. Uh, Kyle Seager at 34 versus Verlander. We know Verlander can go up the long ball with the best of them, kind of like Garrett Cole. He usually limits the damage, lots of strikeouts, but does go up the long ball. Kyle Seager at 34, if you're looking to punt, is there in that matchup. Uh, other than that, though, wasn't a ton. Isaiah kenner left is 2800 bucks versus Marquez. Projected hit ninth, played third base for the Rangers. Bulked up over the offseason. He had four home runs in summer camp, hitting well over three hundred. He was hitting well over three hundred in spring training. The team loved what they saw with him. Third, uh, $2,800 if you want to punt. It's not the worst play you can make. Shortstop position. Guys like Trevor Story fighting, but Lindor at 5K. Tons of power as a righty. Switch hitter Lindor. Tons of power as a righty. I think it's a phenomenal play at $5,000. Captain obvious there. Bogarts at 49, very good as well. I'd rather go Lindor personally than Bogarts, uh, but both very, very strong. Tatis Jr. at 48 will get overlooked in this mess. Correa as well. Uh, but if you go down a little bit more, like um, if you are stacking the Twins versus Giolito, which is very ballsy, I think Polanco's a good piece of that stack at 4,400. Uh, Giolito can get hit, but it's still a super, super risky play. I'd rather, if you're not paying up for like a Lindor or a Bogarts or a Tatis, I would look at a guy like um, Corey Seeger at 41. Another nice night last night. gets some margin tonight. Hitting in the middle of that Dodgers order. That's, a, that's a kind of a discount in that scenario, that matchup and situation there. So I don't mind that at all at 4,100 with a guy like Seager against Shark. A few others to take a peek at. Paul DeYoung, if you're not on Musgrove, DeYoung at 3,900 bucks. Mr. DeDong, as we talk about on this show, lots of nice uh, upside there with him at that price point against Musgrove. Then other than that, it was rough. Dubon again at 32 is a guy you could take a peek at. And then you need to see, like, is Nico Horner in the lineup? Is J.P. Crawford in the lineup um, to get some value options? Like, Brandon Crawford is 28. You could play him, but Peraza is 28 as well. I'd rather play Peraza against Malone than Crawford against Stripling in that Dodgers bullpen. So that's the kind of things They're like, does Cole Tucker crack the Pirates lineup? Because as good as Flaherty is, Cole Tucker at 25. Is he worth the uh, the discount? I'd probably still rather have Peraza at 28. But if you're looking for a super punt, you could go Cole Tucker, stuff like that. All right, let's head to the outfield possession, and then I will get to your listener questions here in a second. Um, you know, you got guys like the, the, the easy guys, at sure. Trout, yeah. But the tough matchup with Trout with Montas. I love Montas. I really do. That's Mike freaking Trout. Let's be real about it. Like, that's just – let's have some fun and, and, and hit it out of the ballpark there. Uh, but when you get down, you know, Springer against Gonzalez, if you're stacking the Strohs, sure, that's a, that's a strong matchup. Bellinger and Betts, both phenomenal against uh, Shark. Like I personally, if they're ever this close in price, I will take bets every time just for the ability to, to hit towards the top of the order, steal some bags, the few extra things that he'll do over a Bellinger, even though Bellinger could hit three bombs any moment. But uh, so could Betts. So that's why I think if they're, they're priced that close, can be Betts pretty much every time in that matchup. But Bryce Harper at 5K mentioned how lefties did get to Alcantara last year. Harper, love him or hate him, looked locked in right now. A, like the, the bomb off of Scherzer and some other guys, he looks locked in at 5K. I think that's a, a nice price point. I think he kind of gets overlooked with these guys up top, so like I can get a lower own Harper there against Alcantara. I mentioned the Phillies one of the top team totals on the slate. Uh, when you go down to even more though, like Cattell Marte in a GPP, I, I don't mind. I'm not paying 4,800 for Trent Grisham. DraftKings is drunk on that one. I love Trent Grisham, but 4,800 bucks, not not happening especially when you get J.D. Martinez at 48 versus a lefty. Martinez destroys left-handed pitching. J.D. Martinez might be the best play so far. I've mentioned it in the outfielder on this whole slate at 4800 bucks price point-wise for other players at the position. J.D. at 48 just dongs Martinez at 4800 bucks is just too good to be true in that matchup. Uh, if you go down some more like a Sterling Marte, it's okay at 47, but just give me J.D. at 48. That's just where that's going to go real quick. John Birdie at 46, that's another drunk dra- DraftKings price. Love Birdie, love the ability to still bags. 4600 bucks. Not for me, Bob. Uh, McCutcheon, if you're stacking Philly at 46, sure. Not too not to worried there. David Peralta at 45. If you want to get a little stack against Paddock, I could see it, but not running to do that by any means. Um, man, some of this pricing. Like Austin Hayes is good, but not that expensive. Fran Rey is at 44. Uh Boomer Bust Guy. We, we talk about him all the time last year the Franimal. Great GPP play. 4400 versus Duffy is a phenomenal price point. I mentioned righties versus Duffy. We know the power that Franimill brings to the plate. There's a lot of swing and miss in Franimill as well. But, man, when he makes contact, big boy, things happen. 4400 Uh, that's a great price point for Franimill on this slate. Uh, similar to Franimill on the GPP boomer bust, Jock Peterson's 44 against Samarja. Another really good GPP type look for you there. I mentioned some of those goofy prices before. Tommy Fan is only 44 versus Bumgarner. Okay, I can live with that. Grishman, 48 not so much. Tommy Pham, 44 that that comes on the radar. I'd still probably rather go Reyes over Fam, but probably Fam over jock jams. stuff along those lines. If you're trying to navigate the minefield, like Schwarber at 44 versus Woodruff in the GPP, or if you have a small cub stack, Schwarber hit in the middle of that lineup, maybe some Rizzo or Baez, or you mix and match and something. I can see Schwarber at 44 having some upside for you. Uh, if you're going a little cheaper now, Jordan Luplow. see where he's hitting in that Cleveland lineup. Cleveland, again, second highest team total. You're going to want some Cleveland exposure if you're uh, making multiple lineups tonight. Luplow is the lefty masher. They're going to have a, a platoon, Luplow versus lefty, Naquin versus righties. It's actually a very strong platoon. It doesn't look sexy by name value at all. Platoon-wise for a team, that is phenomenal. Luplow at 42 against Danny Duffy is a very, very strong look in a, in a Cleveland stack for you right there. A few others to consider here, Ramon Laureano at 42 uh, and Mark Kana. If you're looking to stack some A's, you can mix and match those two. I'd rather have Laureano than Kana, but Laureano's got a calf issue, so it might take away some of the speed upside there. A lower own Kana, a little more power might be the approach to take on that one. Uh, Franchi Cordero's 41. Yastrzemski 41 versus Stripling. Yastrzemski leading off, I have no problem with that. I can definitely get him at 41. Willie Calhoun's only 41 versus Marquez. Make sure Calhoun's in the lineup. I think there's some upside there with uh, Mr. Calhoun. When you go to 4K and below now, it's going to be a little different. Like Cole Calhoun's 4K versus Paddock. Maybe I'd probably rather go up a little bit higher. Or even like a Chris Davis and a GPP at 4K versus Heaney. I'd rather take those kind of gambles uh, for that home run upside there. I love Jay Bruce at 39 versus Alcantara. Jay Bruce expected to cleanup for the Philadelphia Phillies, you know, with Harper and Hoskins all around him, and, and McCutcheon and Kingery and Rio Muto, that loaded Phillies lineup. Bruce expected to hit cleanup for 3900 bucks versus Alcantara. That could be a great one-off, uh, home run derby one-off uh, piece of a stack for Philadelphia. Really like that Bruce play at thirty nine hundred bucks just price point alone. Uh, Kevin Pr if he makes the lineup for Boston thirty eight hundred bucks versus Malone. Uh, ben and Tendy's only thirty eight, and the thing with him is you are going to say okay lefty lefty. I don't want Ben and Tendy A if the Red Sox do what they should do versus Malone, Malone won't be out there very long, and B then you get that garbage of a Baltimore bullpen. And you get Benintendi at 3,800 bucks. So don't sleep on Benintendi at that price point. He's too cheap for this situation. Looks a lot better in camp, looks healthy, looks bigger. Maybe can take that next step we've been claiming he's going to do for the last few years. Let's do it tonight, Mr. Benintendi at 3,800 bucks. I can definitely see that as a nice target for you there. As you go even cheaper, Domingo Santana only 36 versus Danny Duffy. Very strong uh, GPP type player there, like Santana, Franville, Jose Ramirez. Uh, definite stackable stuff there. Lindor, Carlos Santana, the Luplo play. That's crazy at that Luplo is more expensive than Domingo Santana. But here we are, 2020, crazy things happen. Uh, if you're going cheaper, Stephen Piscotti at 36, nice GPP upside. Kyle Lewis, we saw that power flexing all summer camp. 36 versus Verlander, not running to play that. But if you want to get really funky, really weird, looking for that power upside, go for it. I mentioned uh, the Ben Antendi getting the Baltimore bullpen. Don't worry, lefty-lefty. Verdugo, 3,500, another one in that that same vein if you're looking to get some Red Sox exposure for cheap. I mentioned Benny, who I like a lot. Verdugo at 35 has got that upside as well for you. Kiki Hernandez, big night last night, 33 DraftKings points, I believe. He's 3,400 versus Samarja. Phenomenal spot if he cracks the lineup again. I hate that he's not second base or shortstop eligible. Only outfield. DraftKings, get your S together but because um, I'd love to play him there. The outfield is harder, but 3,400. Good value still against Shark. Alex Dickerson did and clean up for stripping at 34 as well. You can go that route. Will Myers at 34 if you want to get weird and you're trying to target Bumgarner. Myers is a nice cheap piece there, like a Myers fam. Um, you got Machado, Tatis, those kind of guys against Bum could definitely be worth looks for you as well. And then it's a lot of, you know, if Dexter Fowler is in a good spot, maybe at 34. It's not in love with that. Uh, Leotis Tavares made the Texas roster. Not a ton of thump, but a ton of stolen base upside at 33. See where he's at in the lineup. Maybe there's some appeal there versus Marquez if you're going to get a little Texas antsy out there. Um, Adam Hazley of Philadelphia is 3,300 bucks. Expected to hit ninth for the Phillies. So if you're doing like a wraparound stack, he's a decent value in the outfield for you. And then other than that, I, I really got to see some lineups for the, the extreme values uh, in this situation. Like, how is Francisco Mejia catcher outfield eligible? But you can't get like Kiki Hernandez there, or Chris Taylor's third base only. Like, come on, DraftKings, get off the bottle. Let's go. But um, that that pretty much wraps up the outfield and just kind of check lineups again. I'm in the the Roto, the Roto Baller Premium Slack Chat and they have the Sports G free Slack Chat. Pretty much throughout the entire day, just hit me up in there if you have questions, or hit me up on Twitter at bdintric if you have any questions. Uh, let's check out the questions in the um the uh, chat so far. Um, the good thing, Mr. Aaron, is you can re-listen to this all the time. So if you missed something, take notes, listen again. But it's quick hits. We got to get through this and make it happen for everybody to get on with their day and get building those lineups. So recapping your pitching real quick. Bieber and JV, 10K and above. In that uh, seven, high sevens, eight and nine range, Flaherty, Stripling, Nola, Lynn, down below, evaldi and Musgrove. So lots to like. In those regards, if we are stacking it up, obviously Boston is a primo spot, almost a team total of six versus Malone, going to be extremely popular tonight. I do uh, really like Cleveland versus Duffy as well. I think that's not going to get slept on by any means, but nice pivot off the popular Boston play. And Texas and Philly both very, very strong. Also, I think Philly versus Alcantara, as much as I like Alcantara, and Texas versus Marquez, people aren't going to want to target that one. Those two could be nice. Uh, remember, lefties versus Marquez and Alcantara, very, very strong plays In those regards, then other than that, like you could get weird with Oakland versus Heaney if you'd like. I'm surprised the Giants actually have a high team total versus Stripling higher than the Dodgers do versus Samarja. So that's an interesting one to keep an eye on. Not running to play that by any means because if Stripling gets in trouble, they go to the Dodgers bullpen and then that's pretty darn lights out. So that's an interesting uh, scenario there. Minnesota versus Lito, just because of all the thump they have. Baltimore versus Iovale. Those are just two like random contrarian ones. I don't hate Houston versus Marco Gonzalez, just it's not one that I'm in love with. Um, Arizona, no, not really going there. The Padres versus Madbom, the righties in the Padres lineup can be very, very sneaky as well. But I'm going to try to stick to the top here. You know, Boston, Cleveland, Texas, Philly, those will be the ones I'm really going to try to plant my flags to and see where the lineup building goes from there. All right, everybody, that'll wrap up our Friday 11-game slate of quick hits. Uh, Lots and lots to do here. Uh, if, again, I'll be streaming Monday through Friday on the Twitter, on my Periscope on Twitter. I will be All these videos will be on the Rotoballer YouTube page for free at all times. i go straight there when this is said and done. It'll also be on all the listening platforms, MLB, DFS, Quick Picks. If you give a rating and review on iTunes, I would totally appreciate it. I'm writing five days a week at Rotoballer, free DraftKings Picks, Tuesdays and 30s, premium value plays Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So if you want to join the premium Rotoballer Uh, subscription for all sports 50% off right now and use promo code Bubba get an extra 10% off so it's 60% off at rotoballer.com but hope everybody has a great Friday first real slate we have in play tonight lots of great stuff we have baseball all weekend baseball back Monday stay safe out there I'll be back with you guys on Monday but for now MLB DFS quick hits your Friday July 24th edition in the books see you